Welcome to the Kitchen Table Theology Podcast, where Pastor Jeff Cranston, along with our host, Jen Denton, will discuss biblical theology in an understandable way. You'll discover how to apply biblical truth to your life. Thanks for joining us at the table. Let's get started. Well, hello again, y'all, and welcome back to Kitchen Table Theology. I'm your host, Jen Denton, and along with Pastor Jeff Cranston, we're on a quest to learn what the Bible teaches about doctrine and theology. These are topics that many Christians find challenging, confusing, or just out of reach. And we're always aiming to do this in a way that applies to the lives that we live. We do this because we agree with what church planner, pastor, and apostle Paul, formerly Saul of Tarsus, told his protege, Timothy, retain the standard of sound words, which you have heard from me in the faith and love, which you are in Christ Jesus. We want to help you be strong in your faith doctrinally, knowledgeable in and of the word theologically, and grow in your love for Jesus exponentially. Today's podcast continues with the 33 things that occur instantaneously at the moment of salvation. We've already discussed and studied several of these treasures of divine grace, beginning with episode 104. If you missed any of these podcasts, we encourage you to go back and give them a listen. But before we do that, we want to thank you for leaving us ratings and reviews. One recent review from DAP at CBC says, Great Bible lessons each week. Jeff and Jen do a great job on each topic. That's so kind. That's so nice to see that. That's incredibly kind. And we enjoy doing it. We're grateful for each rating and review because it helps us get the word out to more and more people about kitchen table theology. So let's get started for today. And may I just say... That because y'all are doing that, we had our largest Mm. or greatest number of downloads ever in one week this past week or two weeks ago, over 1,100 downloads in one week, which for us is huge. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So thank you for, for doing that. And the ratings and reviews help more people find us. So hello again, Kitchen Table Theologians, and thanks for joining us. Jen, have you ever been to a building? Where you needed to swipe a card to get in. Now I'm not include. I'm not including your time in prison. Yeah, uh-huh. very funny. <laughs> okay, Jen was never in prison. I was never in prison. <laughs> you just were never caught. Prison ministry, or I don't know, corrections teaching, maybe. <laughs> Have you ever had to swipe? a card to get into a, a building or or maybe have a pass on your car that communicates to a, a gate that it should open. Well, you've just, you've just been out there in the country. No, I'm already shaking my head because <laughs> go ahead and ask your question. Well, I, I don't know that. Well, the, we, we, you and I live in an area here in mm-hmm, Bluffton. We sure do. With a lot of gated communities. Uh-huh. We sure do. And to get into one of those gated communities... You either have to have a sticker on your car issued by the community or someone who lives in the community has to call you in a pass. And we all know the joy of sitting at the gate waiting for the crack squad in the gatehouse to, what's your name again? How do you spell that? And, and I'm sorry, there's no pass that's been left for you. No. And if you could see, if this was a visual podcast, you could see me shaking my head and getting You're increasingly getting angry. Yeah. I am getting angry. I don't know. If I'm on the no-fly list somewhere, I don't know. But there is a plantation here in town that never once 
Never once have I successfully gotten into without having to pull over to the side and somebody making a call. It doesn't matter if they call in a pass or not. It doesn't matter if I have my identification or not. Something. I have a mark on my person or something. I don't know. I am so sorry Mm. I went down this road. Oh, no. I can. mm. Kitchen table fillers. No, it's bad. She's she's become visibly agitated now. It's really bad. Are we going to be able to continue with the podcast? Are you going to be able to work through so, but I wrote about it on a blog once. I wrote, I did a video vlog of it. Mm, get me fired up about something that's going to be mm-hmm. first world problem. All right, well, let's move on. Why are we talking about that? I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> okay, so okay, so without the pass yeah. or the sticker on your car or whatever, or the card to swipe to get into mm-hmm. the building, you have to have somebody else to let you in so you can proceed. And you understand the frustration when that doesn't happen when it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. Without the pass, you have no access. So you know what it is to not have access. Mm-hmm. So maybe this will work out for us in the long run here. <laughs> You're not getting in. Jenny's not getting in. Jenny's nope. not going any further. Nope. So which leads us to today's topic. Through Jesus, we have special access to God. We can come to him in times of joy, times of sorrow, peace, anxiety, times when we're in plenty, times when we are in dire need. And God is available to us 24-7, 365 days a year. Now, let me see if I can change this to a more happy topic. <laughs> Christmas will soon be upon us Yay. again, right? Yeah. And we will likely hear the word or the name, Emmanuel, meaning God with us. We will. And we've already turned the mood of the topic because that word access is something that I've dug into a lot. And you'll notice... If you've paid, if you've paid attention to any time I've had the opportunity to have corporate prayer here at Low Country Community Church, I almost always use that word because it's something that I'm incredibly thankful mm. for. And then along with Emmanuel, I did write a blog post about that too. See, I don't just gripe about Gates. Where I could read... one find your blog post? We've oh, never... I stopped doing it a long time ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was a long time ago. It was a flash in the pan. Yeah, it was a flash in the pan. But one of them I wrote about was Emmanuel, dot, dot, dot. It ain't just for Christmas. Got it, got a little that's, that sounds little like southern a flair in there, topic. but yeah. So yeah, I, you know, and I've always felt that we could, you know, just look at one brief version of God's glory, majesty, and holiness from that moment, and we can marvel in all of that and the unbelievable point that we have access to God yeah. is is really staggering. Yeah, that it is. It's so true. And because Christ is our mediator, we have access to God's grace for our life through a door that is always open into his presence. You know, you don't have to call ahead. You don't all you need is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we have complete and total access to the Father. Well, the New Testament has a lot to say about this. So I'm going to read again one of our foundational verses just for today, and we'll jump in. Referring to Jesus, Romans 5, 2 says, By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. Another translation says, Because of our faith, Jesus, or Christ rather, has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. Yeah, great verse, Romans 5, 2. I like the line the line in both of those translations, wherein we stand, we have access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand, and then the New Living Translation says, where we now stand. So mm-hmm. that reminds us that as Christ followers, we're not only saved by grace, but we stand in grace. 
in this place of undeserved privilege. Mm -hmm. Because of the cross, we have access to God, which in turn gives us or accords us access to the finished and completed work of Christ. I think among many other feelings, we should feel so unique and privileged. We have this creator of all the universe right there. We we don't need that mediator. We've got access there. Yeah, through through Christ. Through yeah. Christ. Yeah, through yeah. Christ. And as you said, we have access to him now 24 7 365. Mm-hmm. There's no other verse that talks about this. Well, this there is in, one other verse. Oh, yes, there is another at, verse. Yeah. There's another verse. There's another verse that talks about this. It's Ephesians 2, 18. For through him, we have both access in one spirit to the Father. Would you mind reading that one more time? Kitchen Table Theologian, I want you to listen for the Trinity in that, that verse. Would you read that one more time? For sure. For through him, we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So did you hear that? All three persons of the Godhead appear in that brief verse. And that's not, that's not even the whole verse. Mm-hmm. That's just a portion of it. Through him, there's Jesus. We have access in one spirit, the Holy Spirit, to the Father. So that verse declares that once we are saved, we have access through Christ and the Spirit to the Father. Now, let's not forget the Spirit's work in all of this. We tend to focus, I think, and rightly so, on Christ's completed work at Calvary, and we should, but we have to also remember and appreciate the part the Holy Spirit undertakes. Our access to Father God is also made possible by the direct work of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Whenever I think about this topic, I think about the verse in Hebrews that mentions our access to God while telling us to come boldly into his presence. I wonder if you'll unpack that a little bit for us. I'm going to read it. It's Hebrews 4.16. Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. Isn't that just an incredible verse? Mm -hmm. I mean, so, so perfect is our admission into God's presence that we are urged to come boldly. And we can come boldly because every obstacle has been removed. Mm -hmm. Now, I have had Christians literally tell me, I know that verse is in there, but I never feel worthy enough. Mm -hmm. I, I don't feel like I can come boldly. I come very meekly. I come very mildly. I come very hesitantly. But that's the exact opposite of how we're told to approach the throne, with Boldness. So to go back, and I do this with fear and trepidation, to go back to our (laughs) earlier illustration about gated communities. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) It's as if we're going to drive into the grandest, most prestigious of all the communities around here. Mm -hmm. And when we pull up, all the gates are, wouldn't you love this? All the gates are gone. The guardhouse isn't there. You don't need a pass. You don't need some special sticker. You have full, unhindered, complete access to go anywhere and everywhere you want to go. And that's a very pale picture, but it is a picture of what Christ has done for us. Mm-hmm. And and that's what I mean about, you know, that, that aspect of not needing an earthly mediator with that, because I don't think... Depending on how you were, how you were raised or what version of the faith you grew up in, there was always this, well, I need to go through this person. I need to go through, through this act or, or whatever that might be. I got to tell you, I saw today a picture on Instagram and it was a eight and a half by 11 piece of paper that had been printed out and it was on the outside of um, a confessional booth in a Catholic church. And it said, just talking about mediator, Mm -hmm. it said, 
the confessions will be heard from this time to this time. There's only one priest on duty today. So come in, <laughs> confess your sins, and there's no reason to go into why you sinned. Oh, my goodness. But just confess them and move on. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, in Catholic theology, the priest is n- not the mediator, mm-hmm. you know, but in Catholicism, you confess your sins. And they, they use that verse, confess your sins to one another, and, mm-hmm. you know, but I just I, I just got a kick out of that. Just confess your sins. There's no, we don't need to hear why, mm-hmm. but we've got other sinners to hear. We got other things to go. <laughs> but I, I find it really interesting that the topic today couples really well with our last podcast topic, Complete in Christ, because yeah. because we are complete in Christ, because he has already sealed that deal. Now we have this access. That gives us the yeah, access. That gives us the access. Uh, uh, yeah, that's 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 really good. And again, that takes place instantaneously at the moment of salvation. That's one of those things. And, you know, additionally, Hebrews ten nineteen tells us we have boldness or confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus. And that's incredible in and of itself. Boldness to enter the holy place by the blood. As believers, so what that means is we've got unrestricted access to the presence of the Father God. Therefore, we occupy a position of superior privilege and standing. Whether you measure by the standards of heaven or of earth, it's absolutely incredible. So then how do we avail ourselves of direct access to God? How do we put this incredible position of grace that we've been given into practice in our lives? This is something that's both, as we've talked about, positional and experiential. Mm -hmm. We have the divine grace because God has made it so, but it's also something we can and should experience daily, right? Yeah, that's a great question. So let, let me suggest in closing a couple of thoughts that are being directed to me, I, I read this blog post recently from a, a man, a brother named Tom Cabalas, and I thought he had some really good suggestions. So we'll close today's podcast with this. So you ask, how, how, how do we experience daily our access to God? Mm-hmm. So first, value your time with God. Value your time with God. So we are not meeting some far off distant God, but a caring God, a loving God who wants to walk with us through our day. Jesus told us in Matthew, he wants to gather his children like a hen gathers her chicks under his wings. And that's just a beautiful picture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you talk about access, my word. Mm -hmm. Secondly, remember God's love is personal and real. He's there to hear your prayers and is always available for you. Walk with God as you go through your daily life. You know, keep talking to him, whether you're at work, at school, at home, anywhere. Brother Lawrence called this way of relating to God, practicing the presence of God. Mm -hmm. Thirdly, Know that you have God's authority with you. I think we tend to forget that a lot. Mm. God's authority is with us. With the Spirit of God, you can take control of your unruly, your unredeemed human nature, your old self. And it's not that we control it, but we give control of it over to Him. You do not have to give in to the desires of the old self, the old man, the carnal. Jesus is the new captain of, of our lives. After all, remember, you're the heir of an incomparably powerful God. Mm. Fourth, be with God in times of joy and sorrow, in times of need and no need. Many times we only see God when we need Him. So when you're celebrating good times, do it with God. God desires our friendship, our relationship, and He's not just our problem solver. Be a true friend of God and know that God wants you to walk with Him. Mm. And then I think lastly, again, in the context of 
access to God. Share the gospel. Tell people about Christ. Be mindful that people around you have a chance to have a unique access to God too. But right now they don't, but they need to. And the best thing you can do with a friend or acquaintance or family members to share Jesus with them. So our, our unique access to God will become fully real when we are finally in heaven. We will inherit heaven itself and spend eternity with God, with all of his people, all of our brothers and sisters in Christ. Our relationship with God now and the access that we have to God now is just a foretaste of walking with God in heaven one day. Mm -hmm. I know we've talked about this on a previous podcast, but I've mentioned that my great grandmother and my grandmother for that matter, that their favorite hymn was in the garden. So growing up and hearing that he walks with me and he talks with me, I think that was somehow that was manifest with me at, at a younger age. But I heard this great Thing. That's the hymn that I wouldn't allow to be sung at our church. Oh, really? Because <laughs> it's beautiful, but the last line is the worst apologetic. Oh, no. What is it? Um, he walks with me and talks to me. He lives. And you ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. Mm. Terrible apologetics. <laughs> For the existence of God. We'll talk about that at another time. I think we've talked about that on the podcast, too. I think too. so. We'll camp out in the, I don't mean to, he walks with I'm me and he talks with me. I'm not cutting down grandma and, and mama. I'm, I'm, I'm not that, doing that. I doubt they thought it through but, that in that But earlier death. in that, you're exactly yes. right. Go back to what you are saying. Yeah, so I think very early on, it's just that concept of, you know, we try to make it so big and so formal and I need to do, you know, I yeah. need to say this and I need to say that. It's a conversation. We started in the morning. Hey, mm-hmm. It's another day. Thank you for the breath I got. Let's go. And then as you go today, what in the world am I going to do with what just happened there? And you yeah. continue the conversation. Yeah. And that that's just something unbelievable. And that's, that's how the Christian life, I think, is meant to be lived. And full access to God the Father. Anytime, 24-7, 365. And it happens instantaneously. instantaneously at the moment of salvation. Well, thanks so much again for listening to Kitchen Table Theology. Please take a moment, if you would, to rate and review this podcast, including on Spotify and iTunes. It helps new listeners to find the show, and we want to spread the Kitchen Table Theology love. And don't forget to check out today's episode notes as well. And tomorrow, if you if you look on your podcast, I'm going to do a bonus podcast. Mm. It's going to be pretty short. They usually are, unless it's an interview. But tomorrow is Reformation Day. Mm. The rest of the world can celebrate Halloween. <laughs> I celebrate Reformation Day, October 31st. Go I will ahead. tell you, I look forward to getting this email from you every year. I think in the now 18 years that you've been my pastor, you know, I'm getting I'm getting all the candy ads and the yeah, the, yeah. the costumes and the pumpkins, and then I'm I'm lo- I'm waiting. I'm refreshing in my email inbox because here's going to come the the email about Reformation Day. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah, we'll, I'll, I'll probably repost that on, on the blog. But yeah, just a couple of minutes on Reformation Day, how we got it, what happened on October the 31st, 1517 with Dr. Martin Luther. That kind of kicked the whole thing off. So that'll be tomorrow here at Kitchen Table Theology on a bonus podcast. Well, and speaking of your podcast and blog, go ahead and head on over to jeffcranston.com for more information about Dr. Cranston, his book, sermons, leadership notes, and those blog posts. And Lord willing, we'll be back next week with another great episode. Until next time, always remember that the real power of theology is not only knowing it, but applying it. You've been listening to the Kitchen Table Theology Podcast with Jen Denton and Pastor Jeff Cranston. Join us next time for more insights into biblical truth. If you'd like to know more on today's topic, you can check out the show notes at jeffcranston.com. 
You can also email us at pastorjeff at lowcountrycc.org. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you consider leaving a rating and review on iTunes? We deeply appreciate your help in getting the word out. And be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or in your favorite podcasting app to continue this journey with us as we learn about and apply God's Word to our lives. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time here at Kitchen Table Theology.